0: Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Brooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. So, Jim, you've had a driver's license for over 60 years. Have you ever hit a guardrail while driving over a bridge?
1: Actually, no.
0: If hardly anyone hits the guardrails, why do we have them on bridges? Good
1: question, Paul. Here's a scenario. Many of us have driven a vehicle over a bridge, but the majority of us, 99%, have done so without ever hitting the side guardrails. But if we came speeding up to the same bridge at 100 kilometers an hour and saw that it had no guardrails, We would, if you're like me, panic. We would stop the car, if possible, get out, walk to the bridge, look over the edge and say, no way you'll get me to drive across that bridge without any guardrails. Reasoning that the driver at that point would be virtually useless, have you ever hit the guardrails before? Nope. The road is the same width? I know. Why are you afraid to drive across the bridge? Because. A few brave souls may proceed to drive over the bridge or walk over the bridge, but insecurity and frustration for the majority drivers would soon reduce the flow of traffic over the same bridge if it had no guardrails. The Bible reminds us that the road to life is a narrow road and few find it. The path towards death is more like an expressway, wide open, full speed ahead. Most expressways are, in a word, boring. Narrow roads usually have more excitement and beauty, but they have a few tricky spots that need clear signage and a few bridges that need sturdy guardrails. Fathers, we fulfill our role when we provide protective guardrails for our children to get them across the difficult time in life. Number one, establish the standard. Consider the age and the stage of the child. How do we determine when, where, and what guardrails will protect our children? The apostle Paul told the Corinthians that we are not to compare ourselves with some who commend themselves, but when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are without understanding. 2 Corinthians 10:12. We cannot allow the culture to deceive us into establishing weak, artificial, or unnecessary standards. Put your energies into building guardrails where they are needed, not where others think they should go. You, as a father, know the road ahead for your children. As you establish the standard, be like our Lord Jesus Christ, gentle, humble, and full of grace and truth. But number one, establish the standard. Number two, explain the standard. Our Heavenly Father made certain His children knew what the standards of His Word meant. Time after time, the children of Israel tested God's standards and found them to be firm. Our Lord Jehovah made certain his children understood the rules and the consequences for disobedience. Once you as a father along with the child's mother have established a standard that you both agree with, you need to carefully and graciously explain the standard suitable to the child's age level of understanding. So number two, explain the standard. Then number three. Exhibit the standard. Children have more need of models than of critics, said one psychologist. It is a wise father who becomes a model of his agreed family standards. Children are born natural imitators. They love to play and model their lives around what they see around them. If they see anger, they model anger. If they see father practicing what he teaches, their appreciation level increases for the number one role model their father. So the fathers exhibit the standard. And then number four, expect the standard. Police say that a law unenforced is a meaningless law. The success of a standard is determined by what happens after it begins. Children soon learn when dad means it and when he's just kidding. Fathers who place guardrails at strategic locations can expect their children to appreciate them and accept them. Fathers who make unnecessary rules find the standards regarded as tedious, but expect the standards.
0: Jim, before you get to that fifth procedure on enforcing the standard, let me remind our listeners that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, or with any questions you may have, Email Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod unto God at gmail.com.
1: This is a hard one, Pablo. Number five, enforce the standard. Usually, when guardrails get hit, we call it an accident. Likewise, enforcement of an agreed family standard often comes at an inopportune time. Poor timing may increase the temptation to, oh, let it go this time. Adding threatening words to what will happen next time permits the child to bask in a successful detour around the standard. The time to evaluate the rule is after enforcement, not before. To alter before is to admit the standard has little value. Faith in love enforces standards. Love and control and balance is the criteria for good fathering. The father who abdicates enforcement to the mother misses the opportunity to build a closer relationship with his child. Discipline is part of discipling. So number five, enforce the standard. But a word of caution, men. Never enforce a standard in anger. Let me suggest that anger may be the most destructive force in a father-child relationship. It is incredible to see how many parents lose their emotions in public. One can only imagine what happens at home behind closed doors. Now, can you imagine a highway maintenance official arriving at a bridge and seeing that your car has spun out of control and hit the guardrail? Here he comes up to your wrecked car, screaming at the top of his lungs, You stupid driver, why did you hit my guardrail? That's unreasonable, isn't it? the same official is likely glad the guardrail saved your life so likewise we need to rejoice when we have to enforce a biblical standard it probably prevented a greater tragedy here's a suggestion when we enforce standards let's do it with the wisdom of james 3:17 we're to be pure no selfish interest we're to be peaceful it's not to be done in anger or malice we're to be gentle This character quality is identified three times in the scriptures, in the fruit of the spirit, in the qualities of a spiritual leader, and as a quality of wisdom. You would think God knew men had a challenge to be gentle men. Be reasonable. Be approachable in spite of the pressure. Be full of mercy. Discipline is to be redemptive, not done in vengeance for hurt, pride, or loss of status. And be full of good fruits. Sanctified discipline usually results in improved behavior. Selfish anger often produces alienation. And be without partiality. Just enforcement of a standard for all concerned without playing favorites or bending the rule for a particular occasion. And last, be without hypocrisy. Pure motives are part of Christ-like wisdom. Step number six. After all of this, evaluate the standard. Now is the time to review the rules after implementation. Did we obtain the expected results? Fathers can now decide on the value of the standard as an aid to progress. Retain the standard if producing the desired results. Alter it or eliminate it if it is a hindrance to your child's development. Be ready as a father to apologize and ask forgiveness of your child if the evaluation reveals a weak standard, improper communication of expectations, failure to exhibit proper role modeling of the rule, or an inappropriate method of enforcement. Each of the five previous sections is up for review during this time of evaluation. Guardrails alone do not guarantee safe passage across the bridge. Scripture says, that Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's meat. Each child must ultimately decide to drive carefully in the right direction, the path of righteousness. Evaluate the standard. As a father, you may be listening to this broadcast or reading this PDF, and you believe that you had standards, you tried your best, and yet your children are living in disobedience to God's word. They have knocked out the guardrails, so to speak, and hit the ditch. Here's a word of encouragement for you. Few fathers of spiritually successful children take credit for what happens. They regard their children walking with the Lord as the grace of God. Consider Adam and Eve. They were living in the post-garden exile where they had a near-perfect environment to raise their two sons, Cain and Abel. Think of the corruptive influences missing from their society. All they had was their inner sinful nature. They had no violent TV programs to watch, no drunken parties to attend, no pornography, no seductive girls to entice their sons, no secular humanistic high school teacher to blame, nothing. We can assume that Cain and Abel knew what happened when their parents disobeyed God's commands. Dad and Mum probably instructed them in the things of the Lord. Yet, Cain murdered Abel. Volitionally, of his own free will, Cain slammed head-on into the guardrails of his parents and his Creator. His life ended in isolation and rejection. He was cut off from his family without any recorded repentance. We must remember, guardrails are an aid to progress and a security for travel, but they do not guarantee arrival at the destination. As God's eternal maintenance team on the King's Highway, we as fathers are to erect the guardrails and keep them in good repair for our children as they travel through life. Blessings to you, my brothers, as you do it first for yourself and for your
0: family. Thanks, Jim. And there you have it for today, men. We become alive unto Christ when we establish and exhibit biblical standards in our life, first for our benefit and then to protect our children. Lord, give us wisdom to implement what we've heard. Pastor Peter Matenge from Nairobi, Kenya says, Men are missing in leadership in our culture. Women, wives, mothers, and daughters, are giving the predominant leadership role in the home and church. Men need practical help and courage to graciously accept and lovingly fulfill their biblical roles. Dr. Jim's book has given us biblical insights and an understandable framework for this to begin. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, or with any questions you may have, email Doctor Jim at God. At gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com Until next time, I'm Paul S. Brooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham encouraging you to be Men Alive conformed to the image of Jesus Christ.